Lucille Ball. We think we know her, don't we? We've seen I Love Lucy for the last 50 years plus. We know Lucy, we know Desi, we know their children. But there's a lot we don't know yet. So let's learn it together. On this podcast, we're going to learn about Lucille Ball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Today we are talking about Desi and Lucy, Cuba to California. Partners not only in crime, but the stars and creators of the best comedy show ever, and I do mean ever, uh, and has been the favorite rerun on television since 1957, the year I was born. What a great year. Okay, who were these two that brought us so many laughs every week? Where'd they come from? When they first met, they were just contract players for RKO for $75 a week. Uh, but before that, where did they come from? What started all this? Lucille Ball was born in Jamestown, Virginia to a small family. There was a lot of love in her family, and she saw her family work hard for what they had. She learned early the value of a dollar and what it took to make it. At the age of three three years old, unfortunately, Lucy's father passed away. He was 28 years old. It was traumatic for everyone. In a way, that day stayed with Lucy the rest of her life. Let's see, the day her father died, a bird flew in the window and got trapped in the house. Must have been real frightening, considering what else was already going on. And from that day on, Lucy did not like birds at all. She actually refused to stay in a hotel that had framed pictures of birds on the wall or wallpaper that had any type of bird theme. So if you've got birds, you ain't got Lucy. When I think about it, I don't think I saw any episodes of I Love Lucy that involved birds in any ways. I don't, I just don't think so. She really had a thing with birds. Uh on the show with with her and Ricky where she was always funny trying to get into Lucy, into Ricky's band and a show at the Tropicana. Lucy actually, check this out, formed her own high school band when she was in high school called the Gloom Chasers Union. And of course, guess what instrument Lucy played? The drums. <laughs> right. Ironic, right? Lucy played the drums in her high school band that she formed, an all-girl high school band, uh, with her and her two best friends. But the band didn't work out so well, so they actually switched it to an acting company, and they would put on skits and plays in their high school gym. So I guess Lucy was always destined to be an actress. And on the other side of the world, in Santiago, Cuba, Desi Arnaz, whose birth name was Desiderio Alberto Arnaz de Iacha III, was born in 1917 
to a very wealthy family. They were socialites, top, top of the town. His family was very different from Lucy's. You see, Desi's father was actually the mayor of Santiago, Cuba. And Desi's uncle was the chief of police in Santiago, Cuba. Okay? And I'm not done. Lucy's mother's, I'm sorry, Desi's mother's family were the founding partners of Bacardi Rum Company. You ever heard of Bacardi Rum Company? Yeah, I have. So Desi was brought up a very wealthy household, you know. Uh, got a mayor, got chief of police. You got a major liquor company coming from your mom's side. You know, so it was a very different upbringing than Lucy's. And um, he had horses. They had maids. For toys, he had speedboats. They were very wealthy, you know. But uh, all this changed in the summer of 1934 when a guy named Fulgencio Batista rallied the armies against the government. Desi was only 17 years old at the time. And they burned down their mansion. They burned down all the political homes owned by the people in the city, uh, like his father and his uncle. Uh, they killed their livestock. They even killed little Desi's pets right in front of him. What an evil thing to do. And they put his father in jail. You know, 17 years old and all this is going on around you. That's a lot. You know, they had family in America already, and that's where Desi wanted to leave immediately and come to California to be with the rest of their extended family. But his mother refused to leave while his father was in prison. She wasn't going to leave, you know, Cuba and come to California while her husband was still being incarcerated in Santiago. So he stayed there with his mother and found different jobs that he could do to earn money, you know, to support his mother while his father was in jail, a lot different from the lifestyle they were used to. I, I believe he had a job cleaning bird cages or something like that, but he had to support his mom, you know. There was there was a lot of turmoil in their family right then. They lost the family honor they lost their position in life. Uh, his father's in prison. Desi had a very, had some very hard teenage years. <clears throat> and when the day came, thank God, that his father was freed from jail, they came to California where some of their family had already settled. Desi's great-great-grandfather, actually, Don Manuel Arnez, owned a part of land that is now Beverly Hills. Would you like to know what part of land he owned that is now Beverly Hills? It's actually now called the Wilshire District. should be called the Arnez District. But it's called the Wilshire District, and it was previously owned by Desi Luz, Desi uh, Arnez, <laughs> great-great-grandfather, uh, Don Arnez. Don Arnez also owned, check this out, I'm sure you didn't know because I was like, What? Don Manuel Arnez owned a part of the San Fernando Valley. And I'm going to tell you which part. Sit down first. Are you familiar with a county called Ventura in the San Fernando Valley? Sure you are. If you're not from California, grab a map. You'll see it. Big, big, big. Look around Oxnard. Well, the name Ventura came from dun, 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 Desi Arnez, great great-grandmother. How about that? Having a city in a county named after Grandma, hey? So they were very wealthy, you know, in Cuba, and when they came to California, not much changed. Desi was happy living in California. He could leave all the horrors of what happened in Cuba behind him, start anew, 
you know, a family's restored, dad's with him. I mean, you know, he's not in prison anymore. So he could really relax and live his life again. So he joined the Xavier Cougat band in 1936. Playing with the band was great. Loved it. Loved Rick, Desi loved music, right? But in 1937, he was ready to start his own band. So he called his friend Marco in Cuba to join him. You remember Marco? You hear his name a lot on I Love Lucy. Marco was part of Ricky Ricardo's band at the Tropicana on I Love Lucy. Marco was also later to go and attend and graduate from the Juilliard School of Music in New York. People didn't play around. So Marco and Desi got together with their band and they premiered in Miami. And when they premiered in Miami, they introduced a a dance that they had brought from Cuba. Tell me what you think this dance was. Yes, it was the conga. He introduced the conga at a dance club in Miami, and it went crazy. People were doing the conga everywhere. They were conga lines in every major club, dance club across the United States. And Desi had no idea it was going to take off like that. And when he got to New York with his band to perform, that's where he met, um, what's his name, Lorenz Hart. And Lorenz Hart, remember, is the man who cast Desi for the role of the Italian lover in Too Many Girls. And that's where history begins for us, because as we know, Lucy and Desi met then. He was filming Too Many Girls, and Desi was, um, Lucy was filming Dance Girl Dance, and they were both working on the same lot. You know, I like to think it was love at first sight, but I don't know if it really happened that way. But it did happen, and two wonderful people found each other. You know, but the relationship was kind of rocky from the start because of their vastly different and cultural differences. Uh, Desi grew up privileged and everything was plentiful. Even girls were plentiful. Lucy, on the other hand, grew up in a level-headed household that watched every penny. And wealth wasn't something you uh, inherited. It was something you earned. So she had a different mindset. So they had their little spats in the beginning like couples do when they're learning each other. Then in 1943, Desi was drafted into the Army, even though at that time, Desi Arnaz was not a U.S. citizen. He was actually naturalized while he was in the Army. Did you know that? I didn't know you could do that, but apparently they could. But, you know, apart briefly, but the love they shared for each other was magnetic and not even the military was going to keep these two apart okay (laughs) and because of that love one of the best shows ever on television television ever 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 came about what show was that premiered October 15th, 1951. A smash success. 
one of the best shows ever. You can tell because it's still being played on reruns. Actually, I'm going to have to finish this because it'll be on soon. <laughs> Season one was one of my favorite episodes and funniest performances of a comedian ever. Vita Mita Vegemin. Remember we talked about that? The little bottle she tasted during the commercial that actually had apple pectin in it and which made the scene more authentic because Lucy actually does hate apple pectin, you know, and it made the, made the performance just great. Uh, my second favorite episode, if I have a second, anyway, one of my other favorite episodes was episode 39, Job Switching. You know, the one where Lucy and Ethel went to work in the chocolate factory. That, that, that's another scene that's been rehearsed and re, re, redone and replayed by so many skits and so many different people. I have a lunchbox. I have a coffee mug. I have all kind of memorabilia about the chocolate factory and Vitamita Vegemin. And Lucy, you know, the show was the talk of the town. It was the top of the top of the ratings. You know, everyone wanted to see what this redhead was going to do next. You know, she was zany. Her husband, the band leader, Ricky, was funny. The next door neighbors were funny. But it was that zany redhead that drew the attention of people every week. She was just a normal, they were a normal couple that were just funny. With like the people next door, your neighbor next door, only funny. So you looked forward to seeing what was going to be on next week's episode. And no, they did not disappoint. Every week was wonderful. Season one was a smash success. And in comes season two. Guess what happens when they're about to start filming season two? We're having a baby. My baby and me. You'll read it in winter. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yes, they find out Lucy is, Lucy is pregnant. And that was it. You know, for the time, having a pregnant woman on television was unheard of. It was just not something that was going to... The sponsors weren't going to allow it. The, the network weren't, wasn't going to allow it. So, as far as Desi was concerned, that was the end of the show. Great show. Too bad we only had one year, right? Jess Oppenheimer, who was also one of the creators, objected and told Desi, no way, they were just going to give up. No way, we're going to take a smash success and just close the door and walk away. You need to go and talk to the sponsors. You need to go and talk to Philip Morris. You know, do it yourself. Do it, you know, don't, don't let someone else do it for you. Go speak to them. They respect you. They know they have a number one show here. So he did. Desi went and talked to uh, Philip Morris, and actually they agreed with him. Go ahead with this show. We don't want to lose a smash success either. One thing, though. Can't show Lucy. She's going to be expecting. It's going to be showing. Can't show that on television. So make sure she's always standing behind some furniture or, you know, carrying a suitcase or a scarf or something. And, and you, so you can't see her. Which made Desi even matter. <laughs> How dare you not show Lucy. 
It's called I Love Lucy. She is the show. Plus, you're talking about my wife being pregnant as if it were some kind of crime. I will not allow that. And anyway, by the time he finished, they agreed with Desi again. Yes, have the show. Yes, show Lucy. Whatever you want. If you could just do one thing and change the word from pregnant to expectant, we'd be happy. Yeah, okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> Desi was fine with that, but you, you're not going to tell me you, that I can't show my wife on her own show. <laughs> That's why, uh, fans, from episode 50, Lucy is expectant, to episode 56, Lucy goes to the hospital, we get to see a beautiful expecting Lucy on the silver screen every week, baby, bump, and all. And it would continue to see her for 179 episodes. I really, really wonder what was in the letter that Desi sent to the um, to Philip Morris, um, considering Desi. You know, he's very intelligent, very intelligent man, which we all know. It's also said, although to be a um, workaholic, I guess you have to be to be that successful, don't you? Taking care of the business aspects of Desi Lou, having a growing family plus other ventures along the way. Because don't forget, he's a businessman. He's not just doing I Love Lucy at Desi Lou. He's renting the studio out for other, you know, other shows, and um, which is very successful. Is also uh, started to take a toll on him. You know, you can only do so much. But uh, Desi started to drink, and he started to drink, you know, quite heavily. Unfortunately, Desi's problems with alcohol started causing problems with, you know, production. Because uh, it's, it's very difficult to do a lot when you're drinking, especially heavily. And by season four and into season five, the workload was so heavy on him that the real-life problems and production problems were taking a toll on the show as well. And Martin Lees, the executive, uh, said if you wanted to have anything done or need to speak to Desi, it had to be between 8 and 10 a.m. because he really wasn't much good after that. It's very sad to hear that. But his friends said Desi's drinking came from depression. And he was depressed because after all they had accomplished, the lack of respect from some of the people he received in Hollywood Desi Arnaz experienced a lot of racism in Hollywood. What he had accomplished didn't always outweigh the racism that he experienced. They showed him no respect. They called him Lucille Ball's husband. They called him that Cuban guy. Lucy said that they went to a restaurant once to eat, and the waitress told her that if he's an Indian, we can't serve him because we don't serve Indians. I'm like, really, people? Anyway, it hurt. And Lucy decided to get her husband away from all this. She was watching him decline. When you love someone, you just it's hard to just sit and watch them go down. So she got her husband out of there, booked a cruise, grabbed her cousins, said, let's get my husband out of here. Let's get Desi out of here. This you know, too much for him. He's the drinking, the work, the, the disrespect, the depression. He needs a break. I need to save him. So she got her cousins together and they booked a cruise to Europe. What a great way to get a break. Sitting on the deck of the plane, watching the ocean, whales jumping in and out of the water. You can really relax. No phones, no meetings, no people. Great trip. 
they all had a great time. Until, it's always an until, right? Until they got to France. France was said to have been a nightmare. A lot of the same racism that Desi experienced in Hollywood was waiting for him in France. The people in France treated him pretty much the same with the same disrespect that the people in Hollywood did, which you know really made Lucy uh, upset. I, I wonder if she ever went back to France after that. I probably wouldn't. But anyway, Lucy being the loving wife, she still wanted to help her husband, so when they got home from the cruise, she hired a physician to take care of him. And um, the alcoholism started to subside, and Ricky was getting better. And he got he got better. The doctor helped him, and he got better because, you know, Desi was about his business. And remember, he took care of business, and when the House Committee on Un-American Activities targeted Lucy for being a communist. At that time, the committee was coming after all the Hollywood celebrities, hard and heavy. They were determined to destroy the career. You know, they came after Humphrey Bogart, Danny Kaye, Frank Sinatra, and now Lucy was in their sight. You know, the whole thing was embarrassing to Lucy and to Desi. And, of course, they agreed to cooperate. They gave a deposition. You know, they, they asked him questions. They went back and looked at all the documentation. And the committee agreed with uh, Lucy and Desi that the matter was unfounded, and they would dismiss it with no further with no further deposition or meetings needed. Everything would be comp- comp- be kept confidential, and Lucy believed them. She was glad the matter was over. It was settled. She had proved that she wasn't a communist. It was just something that happened a long time ago between their family with the grandfather, and um, whoo. Wipe your brow. Glad that's over. They can go home and relax. Well, Friday morning, Desi opens up the Herald Examiner, and guess what the front page says in big letters? Lucille Ball a red. What? Lucille Ball a red? You know, back then, red is the term they used for people that they called communists. They called them reds. Lucille Ball a red on the front page of the Herald Examiner. So what happened to confidentiality um, from this committee that's supposed to be so tough and tight? They also printed the nerve. They also printed a copy of her voter registration card from 1936 on the front page of the Herald. Shame on you, Herald. Well, Desi was furious because we know you don't come after his wife. He doesn't appreciate betrayal. Promises should be kept. My wife is devastated. She's crying. I'm hurt. I'm furious. I don't like to be betrayed. I don't like to be lied to. So what does a furious Desi Arnaz do? He picks up the phone and calls his friend. Guess who his friend was? J. Edgar Hoover. Now you know you're rolling in high cotton. When you, when you can pick up the phone and call J. Edgar Hoover. See, they were acquaintances from the racetrack. So Desi told him what happened and how the committee had betrayed Lucy, how the Herald had printed the information on the front page, and uh, Mr. Hoover saw the article and was just as furious as they were because he was aware of the situation. 
and he assured his friend Desi that the situation would be handled immediately and there would be no more articles defaming Lucy in the Herald or any other newspaper for that matter. And the I Love Lucy show continued and it continued to get rave reviews every week, probably in the Herald as well, and uh, continued to be a great show in spite of the committee. And in spite of the Herald, still, every Hollywood star wanted to be on I Love Lucy. Movie stars wanted to be on I Love Lucy. And there were quite a few on there, too, and you think about it. Uh, what do, who do we have? Tennessee Ernie. Uh, what was his name? The golf guy. Jimmy DeMerit. William Holden. Cornell Wilde. And The Rock. The real original Rock. Rock Hudson. <laughs> yes, we had Ornell, Hor- oh, was it Orson Welles. Sorry, but, sorry, Mr. Welles. I didn't mean to mispronounce your name. Orson Welles. <laughs> we had Harpo Marx, who was a very good friend of the Arnes family. Van Johnson was on there in the Hollywood scene, remember? Uh, sitting by the pool. I just wonder, I'm going to have to look this up. Remember the situation with Van Johnson and the show The Untouchables? Remember that whole thing? I wonder if this was before or after that. I'll have to look into that. Richard Whitmark graced the screen. John Wayne had a part. Bob Hope. Aaron Spelling. So you remember this. Aaron Spelling was on the episode of I Love Lucy. When they were driving through on their way to California, he was in that gas station that he said was not a gas station. (laughs) Uh, That was Aaron Spelling in that scene. So go back and watch it again. Even Superman, George Reeves, was on I Love Lucy. My husband's absolute favorite episode of I Love Lucy was the Superman episode. And the Alabama Farghorn herself, Tallulah Bankhead, appeared on the episode the neighbor next door of the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. Yes, the Alabama Fork Foghorn was on I Love Lucy. Go figure. Even she wanted to get get in on it. <laughs> but unfortunately, by 1960, the couple were not working well together. And they would have huge fights at the studio. They would have huge fights at home. It was a difficult situation on them. It was difficult on their children. It was difficult on the co-stars and co-workers and staff at Desilu uh, when they did the last episode with Ernie Kovacs and his wife Edie Adams uh, when the last episode of the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour was filming they had to keep stopping the taping because Lucy and Desi would break out crying sometimes you know, it's 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 very difficult to be in front of a camera knowing that it's not just the end of the TV show but it's the end of a 20-year marriage. You know, marriage, when it's difficult, it's hard. It's hard on the husband. It's hard on the wife. It's hard on the family. It's hard on the children. The children are a part of the marriage. They're also a part of the breakup. They see it, and they feel it. But Lucy and Desi had endured so much, you know, in so many ways. The sacrifices of family. The rewards, trying to keep an audience laughing while trying not to cry yourself. But the determination they had to build something for their children and their future grandchildren was worth every minute. Desi Arnaz wrote in his biography regarding the end of their 20-year marriage, quote, It was the end of 20 years of love, friendship, 
triumphs and failures, ecstasy and sex, jealousy and regrets, heartbreak, and even laughter itself. Wow. Their son, Desi Jr., wrote in an article that said, just like other families, we have problems. And part of the problem was admitting that there were problems. So with all the enviable comforts and pleasures that my parents' success brought us, it also brought us a great deal of unhappiness. And after having children of my own, I realized there are no easy answers, no shortcuts, and that being emotionally and physically there for your children is directly credited to their sense of security and self-worth. I myself was raised by my nanny, Willie Mae Barker. She saw us off to school. She took us to doctor appointments. She did all the day-to-day things my parents were too busy to do, and I have never forgotten that." End quote. Lucy Arnaz also said about her parents, Their final day together as a professional team of husband and wife in front of the camera was hard. It was my father's birthday. And it was nine years to the day after the I Love Lucy plot had been produced. A very difficult day. End quote. The love they shared was something rare. We were lucky enough to be a part of it every week. They were made for each other. Lucy was a talent like no other. And Desi was a genius behind the screen. And together they were magic. Love can be magical. And I believe their love and that magic continued until the end of their days. In Lucy's last phone call with Desi on November 30th, 1986, her last words to her husband were, I love you. I love you, Desi. I love you. Desi Arnaz passed away two days later on December 2nd, 1986. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. The dreams that began so bright and had all been realized, but were now gone. Life is short, people. We have to take on a mind of kindness. A smile is free, and laughter is freeing. Let's take care of the words we use and how they may make someone else feel. Words can hurt, and they're hard to forget. You see, you're not just getting something off your chest. You're laying it on someone else's. Until next time, keep smiling, keep laughing, but above all, keep laughing. Bye, fans.